It's Tuesday the 29th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, how are you? I'm very good, Timothy. I believe it's a very, well, it's a very special day looking back uh, for you in the world of media. Yeah, this time 30 years ago. Uh, so I'd uh, when I left school, just to give a little bit of chronology, went to uni, went to the country, worked in radio, but mm-hmm. it was... This day, 30 years ago, that I started in sports journalism, I got offered the job as the reporter scorer of the great summer of cricket of 93-94, and I think I put on 30 kilos (laughs) over three months, working with Dougie Walters, Norm O'Neill, Greg Ritchie. Oh, boy, it was a wild old time. 30 years, mate, it's a long time. Yeah, three decades makes us all feel a little bit older. Lots of great sport about today, Shana. Of course, the latest in the World Cup. Your brother has a concern for the Australians ahead of the first test and Cameron Smith likened to Tiger Woods. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon, sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Well, the World Cup uh, keeps uh, throwing up great games, doesn't it, Shano? Um, uh, this Brazilian team looks good. They do. They uh, they, they didn't have a, a their typical flamboyant win, but they, they won 1-0 defeating Switzerland. As I said, nil. Um, Ghana defeated South Korea 3-2, which was a interesting game. The, the South Koreans played quite well, I thought. The Ghana, Ghana team, they, they are so dynamic um, and had the ability to score goals. Their issue may be the ones they let in. Um, but we look forward to, mate, to Thursday night, 2 a.m., Australia take on Denmark, and I will be getting up for that one, I think. Yeah, I think it's the early hours of Thursday morning, isn't it? Um, yeah. 2 a.m., and um, yep. yeah, my... My oldest son has already got it in his alarm. He goes, can I get up? I said, well, I can't really stop you, can I? Um, <laughs> uh, and you don't really want to stop them in, in events like this. Uh, a draw would be good enough, you would think, if mm. France beats Tunisia for Australia to progress. And, uh, you know, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was in action this morning for Portugal as well. And, and there's offers coming left, right and centre at club level for him. Saudi Arabian, Arabian club Al Nasser's crazy $336 million approach to the great man. Yeah, so he's not struggling. He's, he's left Man U and uh, an offer lands on his uh, his desk. Mm. Yeah, $336 million Australian uh, for Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, whether he'll take that up or not and, and play um, in Saudi Arabia. But, yeah, it's huge dollars, isn't it? Doesn't need the money, that's for sure. No, no. Uh, now, I was reading an article, uh, and it was interesting. Brett, uh, your brother, was quoted, and um, he, he he was observing the Australian cricket team and, and what he thinks should change. Yeah, he, he made some interesting comments here. Um, he said that the fans' backlash will change overnight if we win uh, the Test match in Perth, and I, I tend to agree with that. I think he's dead right there. A win takes um, changes a lot of things from perception-wise. Um 
We have to remember that our test team is number one test team in the world. We had a fantastic subcontinent tour last year, played really well over there. Uh, the T20 um, failure is now behind us. We need to move on to test cricket. Um, Brett also mentioned that distraction sort of going on in the background, Justin Langer being a homeboy in Western Australia, and the first test is there. They need to put that behind them and, um, and play some good test cricket. And he said that I think one of our issues with the T20 um, failure was that we kept chopping and changing, not only, not only our lineup, but um, uh, where guys were playing within that team. He said, let's just keep pick our best side, let's not rest players, and let's keep them in their own positions and um, have have some consistency, which is really good advice. Yeah, just on Justin Langer as well, Usman Khawaja has come out and said that there should be a limit to how many years a coach should be in place. He's looking at almost like a political thing. You could stay in uh, power or as coach for four years, and uh, in that way they, they get a fresh turnover. It's an interesting school of thought. Yeah, it is. It's um, I, I think... If a coach is going to coach three formats, I don't think they'll be able to go past four years anyway. I think it is it's, it is so grueling. Mm. Um, you, you are such in the in the in the spotlight. Um, yeah, and he said, uh, look, he really likes McDonald as, as a coach. He sort of he digressed back into the current coach, Andrew McDonald. He said he's a bit of a man's man. He's very organised. He's analytical, and he's very mm. even tempered. So it was it was funny words that he chose there. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah, a few words can speak a thousand sometimes, can't they? Mm. Now, the tennis, uh, Leighton Hewitt's come out, and there was a good performance, a very credible performance by the Australians to go as far as they did in the Davis Cup, but they were missing our number one player, and, and Leighton has come out and said that he's working hard, he's he's tried everything, um, particularly to try and get Nick Kyrgios to play next year, and it's, I know he's been busy this year, but Nick has said on many, many occasions that He's in his happiest place when he's playing with his mates for his country. Yeah, and but he hasn't played for three years in Davis mm. Cup, and and I think Leighton and both Alex Dimina have both said publicly that they've tried personally to get Nick to come and play, um, and with no success. Um, and I think the whole public, including those two guys, are thinking, well, if he was there against Canada um, to play Sharapov, he probably would have beaten him. Um, and it may be a very different result now, but uh, it is what it is, Tim. It was great watching Cameron Smith uh, win the, the Australian oh. PGA at Royal Queensland the other day and uh, even going in the bunker on the 18th and chipping it close to put the putt in and, and people just went crazy. He's such a lovable guy, um, Cameron Smith, and, and, and just such a winner. He is a winner and he's being compared now to Tiger Woods, which is a huge rap, right? But very, very different golfers. Tiger was a guy when he came on, young, strong, hit the ball further than anyone to the point where they had to change actual golf courses because of how far he hit the ball. But, um, the thing they do have in common is their ability to win on the Sunday and, and to come home strong. And and Smith's work around the greens, he's putting, he's chipping, he's, he's second to none. He is unbelievable. And if he's within any range, any other player in front of him must be packing it, um, knowing that he's going to come storming home. But when you look at those parts, yeah. and I know what you're talking about, that range, as golfers, you and I both love playing. Uh, you just think, he's going to get this. <laughs> he's yep. going to get this. Every whereas time. We, whereas yep. we look at it and we go, I just want to get down in oh, two. Just um, get him down at four. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I, I love the little yarn with him and uh, Kari Webb, how uh, he had to give Kari a bottle of uh, a Grange. He's a personality. Inside. Look, so is Kari. What, what a great uh, golfer she has been as she tees it up for the Women's Australian Open this week. 
Yeah, they were going head-to-head in a, a tournament that was rain-affected. I think it was over in Miami. Um, and who would uh, whoever won uh, had to buy the other person a bottle of Grange. Well, it was rained out 14 holes, and, and Kari happened to be in front. So he made good on his bet and sent her the, the bottle of wine. She said he's a, he's a gentleman. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, he's he's got the odd dollar. He's got yes. the odd dollar. He didn't need to take a loan. Stay with Borrow us. Wineries. Yes, absolutely. Buy several. AFL, NRL, rugby, and plenty more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Well, the AFL draft, uh, clubs, coaches, young players sweating on all of this, Shana. Yep. So it started last night. Uh, 21 players now have found their new club um, and where they will be playing and starting their AFL career. Uh, Number one draft pick was a kid called Aaron Cadman and number two was Will Ashcroft. Um, so the rest of the uh, the young lads find out tonight where they will be playing uh, and starting their AFL career. So exciting times for these for these young footballers who, you know, you, you might be from West Australia, but you could find yourself in Sydney. So it's uh, it's, it's a bit of a lottery. Um, but saying that, they'll give anything to uh, to pull on and play in the AFL. George Burgess, uh, one of uh, the four Burgess boys that played first grade rugby league here in Australia, uh, has pulled the pin he's decided to retire yeah he was released by St George Dragons my team he only played four games in 2022 and a 30 year old remember he took leave of absence due to a, a police matter so at 30 years age now he's um he's retired from the NRL he played 153 matches um premiership player with South Sydney too and, and played 15 tests for England so a yeah, pretty pretty good career all in all could he got more out of himself if he stayed yeah, clean off the paddock maybe, but um, yeah, a tough footballer. I find it almost impossible to tell the difference when you look at him and his yeah. twin brother. They are just, you know, and I'm sure their mother knows them apart. Uh, rugby, uh, Wallabies coach Dave Rennie, a lot of injuries for the Australian team and it was a fantastic way that they finished when they beat Wales with that cracking comeback and we saw the emergence of a few names that many of us didn't know before, but that was because of the injuries and, and he wants a full injury review on uh, what happened on the spring tour, um, what do you what do you do, Timmy, when you're when you're a coach or the CEO of a business that's not doing well? You commission a review. <laughs> you buy yourself another six months. That's what Dave Rennie's doing here. Um, and look, rightly so. There was a high number of injuries, and he said if that continues into next year. We're no chance at the World Cup. Uh, he said we want to still keep trying to bring on players from home and 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 making sure we're finding new talent, but we've got to try and keep the the good ones on the paddock as well. Eddie Jones is under the pump, isn't he, oh. in England, after such great success? He's under the pump big time, particularly when your boss comes out publicly and says, I'm very disappointed with the results this year. Mm. England's year was five wins, six losses and a draw. That's their worst record in 14 years. So I dare say Eddie might be looking for another job. And Michael Schumacher's team sent 
a Twitter message on the 10th anniversary of his Formula One retirement. Uh, I find that really hard to believe that it's been 10 years. I, I covered quite a number of Formula Ones in the old, old days. It seems like yesterday and had the opportunity to interview a lot of these guys. But Michael Schumacher, uh, what an interesting 10 years, eh? A, a, a sad 10 years in, in so many ways. Yeah, no one still really knows what, what state he's in. Um and uh, yeah, it's just sort of shrouded with a bit of secrecy. This and um, yeah, it's truly sad. And yeah, yeah, and God willing, willing that things change, um, and uh, he's able to speak to uh, the public in the future. Um, yeah, it'd be a bit, bit hard for him to. I suppose, deal with the 10 years that have gone by like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it does flick mm. past quicker as you get older, that's for sure. Now, what about when you retired? Do you remember those circumstances? I do, Tim. I couldn't wait. I uh, A good mate of mine, Andrew Yates, who now runs KPMG, we went and bought – we went and looked at a boat – and um, we bought a boat day one from Clontarf Marina. It was a beautiful 38-foot Mustang. And I took my mm. Kookaburra Career Kit out onto Sydney Harbour and I did a ceremonial dumping of it. So I've thrown a whole Kookaburra Kit. So there's a probably a nice little reef somewhere just off uh, Clontarf there uh, with plenty of fish around it. But um, now that my son's playing cricket, I wish I probably didn't throw away the career gear. They're expensive, those bats. What to the boat? <laughs> Sold it. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you. Back on board tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.